We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Strong by Design podcast. This is your host today, Coach Chris Wilson. And the conversation today is with somebody that you know, somebody that you have seen on YouTube, somebody that you have seen fired up on YouTube with neck veins popping. And this guy is as intelligent when it comes to muscle and strength and health and all the things we love here at Critical Bench, but he's also as passionate a guy as you, as you ever heard or ever saw. And he is every bit, the guy that you see on video, he is that man. He is living a, a living testament to doing things, in, our, in my uh, opinion, the right way when it comes to uh, strength training, when it comes to living a healthier uh, life, when it comes to doing things kind of in a natural way, which has kind of gotten so uh, clouded and so overlooked in, in the world of health and, and, and muscle, because we're all drawn to the freaks. We're all drawn to the people that have, have kind of chosen a different route. But my guest today, Mr. Scott Herman with Scott Herman Fitness is, uh, is a guy that will make you laugh, get you fired up and get you to get your ass in the gym and do things, uh, uh, the right way. So welcome to the Strong by Design podcast, Scott. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Christopher. How's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty darn well. Uh, it's going great. And we were actually talking for a, actually some interesting conversation before I even hit record, which I wish I could just go back and hit record and use some of those sound bites. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about all that. I'm sure it'll all come up. I mean, I had just recently done another podcast talking about parenting, you know, and then Scott's like, well, I got some tips for you. I got a 20-year-old daughter. I could <laughs> help you, help give you some parenting advice about that. So we, we were talking about all kinds of weird stuff before we even got going. You know, what's funny in that video. Um, a lot of people think that my, my neck veins only pop out when I'm angry or I'm yelling because you mentioned neck veins in the beginning. My neck veins just pop when I talk normal. They just start like popping out. I don't know why. Um, I used to always use it, use it to my advantage when I wrestled like throughout middle school and high school. It was a nice like scare tactic. Right. Um, there's been a few, a few like brawls that never got as far as they should have because the neck veins came out and kind of like, you know, <laughs> kind of scared off the people that were trying to come at me, which was pretty good, you know? So like they've been my go-to for a while. But and I just posted a video on YouTube with my daughter Crystal talking about her dating scapades and like all the skeezy things that guys say to her and like text messages and stuff. But like the whole video, people were comment like, "Oh, your neck veins are like popping out the whole time." But I was just talking casually like this. I mean, it was obviously a passionate conversation. I'm talking about my daughter and you know guys trying to you know hook up through text message and stuff. But I was you know you you guys can watch that video in your own time. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's like yeah the. the the neck veins, they, they let you know when I'm passionate. <laughs> I love it, dude. I mean, people, I, get, I do like an eye bug thing. My eyes get real big, like kind of like <laughs> I'm sure like yours get when you're around food. 
My oh, eye, when I get excited about something, whatever the topic may be, my eyes get real buggy. And I've had people comment on that in videos and stuff. They're like, gosh, what's wrong with those guys' eyes? I'm like, well, it's just, I don't know. I get excited and the eyes get big, you know? It's just, that's just a, what happens, you know? We all have our things. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Everybody has their thing, you know, the rock or the pebble, as we call him now. You know, he does his eyebrow thing. <laughs> Uh, I got my neck veins. You get your eyes popping out. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I love it. Hey, I love your decor too, by the way. So Scott gave me the nickel tour of his man cave. He showed me his, uh, his collection of various items and stuff. So wait, wait, anyway, cause this is going to be shared also on YouTube, Scott, can you give us me like just a quick synopsis of, of what you got going on? You got the glass cases behind you <laughs> yeah. with some pretty incredible figures. Like what's going on there? Well, so when we when the wife and I moved, because we we're in Florida now. I think right. the last time we spoke, I was back up in New Hampshire, or like you know, I say Boston because I'm like so close to Boston, and that's where I grew up, you know, in that area. But anyways, we were living in New Hampshire. Moved down to Florida, and I said to the wife, I said, okay, we can only move to Florida if I ha if I get to keep my man cave and I get to put the gym in the garage, which is all my videos you see. My gym's in the in one of the garages, and then my wife has like her woman cave like down down the hall over there, but in here. This is like Dragon Ball Z Central, okay? So what you see behind me are glass cases with all resin statues. Well, mostly resin statues. I got um, this huge statue up here, which is Goku and Frieza. It's actually from a game I play called Dokkan Battle. It's like one of the unit, one of the COD units. Uh, for those of you who play Dokkan Battle, it's the tech Goku and Frieza position. Um, the position that they actually went in in the Broly movie. And then over here, so these statues, my wife actually got me started on those. The, the Goku right here, those are all Super Saiyan 5 figures, which doesn't really exist in canon. It was kind of like a fun offshoot that happened. But I got, I got Vegeta, Goku, Broly, and Trunks in Super Saiyan 5. It's like a blue fur. It looks really cool. And then I'll, I'll, I'll angle the camera up, and I basically have, like, these are all Dragon Ball Z pops. So... I have every single Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super Pop that's in the collection, including Planet Arlia Vegeta, which you can only get right now if you want to drop three to four grand on eBay. So I have, I have them all. <laughs> and then you can't see it, but over here in this closet, I'm like super into movies. So yes. one of the first things I did when I moved in is I actually – you know, ripped everything out of that closet and I custom built shelves for all my movies because I'm super OCD and they have to be in alphabetical order. So I have like all my anime in one section, all my regular movies in one section, for like 600 Blu-rays or something. I support the movie industry. You know, I try not to download too many things for free. I love it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's so in my wheelhouse because I'm like, I'm the same way. I have my own OCD issues when it comes to an alphabetized thing, or if someone comes in my office, I was telling Scott, I have a, I have a, nothing as elaborate as what he has, but I have a, a few bookshelves in my office and one shelf has like some really old cool toys. I have like an old Chuck Norris doll. If he squeezes legs, his arms move. Oh, nice. I have, I have Sylvester, I have a Rocky Balboa. I got Mr. T. I got like a bunch of them, you know, and looking, come, for touching. They're, they're for looking not for touching, you know, and you think adults, would, would understand this, but no, what happens? People walk in and it's right in their line of, 
of sight, they walk right over inevitably, and start especially if, it's, if they're first time guests in my office, they go right over and start squeezing, picking stuff up. And I'm like, okay, well, there's another five minutes out of my day. Cause when they leave, <laughs> I got to go back over there and uh, make adjustments. Cause you know, guns are falling out of hands. I got, I got, I got swords falling. You know, I got, I got people tipped over or moved sideways or the arms not like it's supposed to be anymore. You know, see, that's why you got to put them in the glass case and then, <laughs> But my yes. pops, my pops are yes. right up to the ceiling, so you ain't touching those. Untouchable. Untouchable. God forbid, like my nephew gets in here and I don't, I'm not watching him, and he starts opening up all my pops, and I have to kill him. You know, bury him in the backyard. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what happened to uh, what happened to Gary? Oh no, he was. It, yeah, long he's story wasn't working short, out. It wasn't working out. He's he's in the backyard. He's like walk, you know, you got a, you got somebody walking in your room with like Cheetos, Cheeto fingers, like the, the can't touch oh, yeah. us commercials that are yes. out now. Yes. Sorry, can't help you. I got Cheetos. But like, <laughs> I love yeah. it, man. And then with the movie collection, you know, yes. I got really big into movies because I just really hated going to like a friend's house or a family member's house. or like, you know, you sleepovers with your cousins or whatever. And like, they have like three movies that you don't want to watch. So I think I was like scared for life as a kid. I'm like, I never want to have people come over and not have cool movies and things to watch. No <laughs> doubt. I have, a, I have a really terrible movie story and it's a very quick story. So I'll tell it right now. I was having trouble falling asleep at a friend's house, probably about nine or 10 years old. And I was crying, you know, it's like at that age, you're, you're scared, it's late. You just want to go home kind of moments. And the mom comes out and she puts on Grease 2. Oh, not, man. Not the first Grease, the second Grease, right? This is like 1984, 1985, you know? I'm like nine or 10. And that's the movie that made me feel better. And then I felt, <laughs> and then I fell asleep and had a good night's sleep. But it just, it's, it, it goes to show you that even an awful movie has the ability sometimes to calm your nerves and uh you know make you feel better so oh yeah some of my favorite <laughs> movies are like nine like one of my favorite movies is the pest from like 1992 or something oh my it's gosh just, yeah john Leguizamo just acting like insane the whole time and the, movie <laughs> is the greatest <laughs> <laughs> totally under the radar right dude but, that movie's a class i've watched that movie about a hundred times i made right. my daughter watch it i was like you gotta watch this movie at least once it's so funny <laughs> that's awesome Our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. And if you're enjoying today's show, please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message. And please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. So dialing, going back a few years, Scott, we, uh, you know, we're both YouTubers. Anyone listening right now, Scott's been on YouTube for uh, as long, if not longer than, than we, I think we joined actually about the same time, but Scott, uh, you know, kind of uh, grew at a, a very fast rate, let's say. He, uh, you know, geez, at this point, he's got 2.42 million subs, almost 500 million views on YouTube. I mean, these are some big time numbers and he's been very faithful to his audience uh, at, at producing a lot of great content, very real stuff, 
Um, you know, Scott will call people out. Scott uh, does things the way Scott wants to do them. And, and you got you to respect him for that. And so that's, that, that's why we've always been a, a follower of, of what he's doing, what he's putting out there. But if you want a combination of both how to train properly for results mixed with entertainment and some really interesting perspective on things, he's got all that and more. So, Scott, take us back like 11 years or so to when you got your start. What, what was really – the, the thing that um, that got you going, where, where did the inspiration or the passion to have your own uh, YouTube uh, channel come from? Well, it really came from, you know, just the fact that I had worked in a gym since I was 14 years old. You know, I, I started off, you know, doing maintenance and cleaning for a free membership. And the, the owner of the gym, it was a gold gym at the time, you know, took me under his wing and just, you know, gave me a lot of opportunity and a lot of responsibility and I continued to grow with the business. Um, the gym that I worked at, they ended up actually building like a 64,000 square foot facility. It was one of the biggest gyms in the area, you know, where I grew up. Well, actually, I mean, 64,000 square feet is really big for a lot of areas. Yeah, it is. But it was it's like this huge. massive gym with like a pool, basketball court, indoor track, you know, and I got to be a part of that entire process. And I ended up working you know, for the same, not for the same company, because he then broke off and built his own gyms, which I then helped him do that too. So I've built, I th uh, like two, I'll say two and a half gyms, two gyms from the ground up. And then another one I just kind of helped out with on the side when I was in college, but I've kind of seen the entire process. And when, when you work in a gym that long, you, know, you get to know the members. And when you decide to go from like, I went from maintenance to front desk. And then when I turned 18, I became a personal trainer. And then from personal trainer, I became head trainer. And then from head trainer, I became general manager. So my whole entire life up until I hit, you know, 23 was in the gym helping people and figure, always trying to figure out ways to keep, you know, members in the gym. And, um, I had actually started my website, Scott Herman Fitness, before my YouTube channel. Mm. And what I basically did was, at the time, I, I had just started modeling for Men's Health Magazine, and I was doing some stuff with them. And, you know, in the magazine, when you teach exercises, you do a starting and ending photo, right? You know, this is like, you know, start here, end here, and here's all the tips for your form. So I thought it'd be a really, you know, great idea in my gym when I started uh, my website to basically – when the gym would close, I took photos of starting and ending positions for like every machine and all the exercises you can basically do in, in the gym. And then I put them on my website and people would join. I'm like, Hey, if you can't afford personal training, you can go to my website at the time. It was called scottermanfitness.com and you can, you know, learn from there. If you can't afford a trainer, you know, trainers can be expensive, a hundred, hundred bucks to 800 bucks to 1200 bucks a month, depending on how many times you want to train. And I figured, oh, you know, this is a really great way to keep members in the club so they don't quit after 30 days because they don't know what they're doing, right? And then I went on the real world um, shortly after creating this. And then after the show was over, I was living in New York City and I just, I was pursuing like modeling and acting and I wasn't working with people anymore. And it just really started to weigh on me. And I, I missed it. I missed helping people and guiding them and teaching them what to do. And so... I started creating like really cheesy videos um, in my, my single room apartment I had in New York. <laughs> and I mean, they, they are so bad. Like I was just not comfortable on camera. Well, like, 
I mean, I was okay on the real world, but I guess speaking directly to the camera and teaching, yeah. you know, I wasn't comfortable different, doing different. that. Yeah, it's a little yeah. different. Anyway, so that kind of started the whole YouTube thing. And then I basically just kind of recreated the process where instead of just having photos on my website, I just started doing YouTube videos. And then I would have my YouTube channel and I would embed those videos on my website. And when I moved back home, I went to work, you know, in the same gym. I would, I just started to continue to build it. And then when it got to a point to where it was paying the bills, I bought a Camaro and then I decided to do it full time. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, and it's so funny because the stories are so similar to, you know, what, what we were doing back in that time, you know, back when, you know, at the infancy of YouTube, you know, when, when dot coms, when websites were still like kind of the, the thing, the platform for people to, to, to go. Yeah. I mean, um, nowadays, most people don't even have a laptop. Everything has to be an app. I know it. It's crazy. It's, I can't it imagine crazy. life without a computer. Like I, I don't know how people survive. <laughs> I, right, exactly, dude. I, I, it, but people are just people are working on this now. I mean, it, where they're just like fully functional, you know, on this. They're like, what do I need a computer for? I got a phone that can do everything your computer can do. It's, it's like too small. Like, I, I know. Need, I need I, my right. space. I need my right. monitor. Like right. I need multiple screens. Like so right. move things. It's exactly right. I feel very much the same way. I can't sit there and stare at that for eight hours. I need. I got a big freaking monitor over here, and you know, it's just. But anyway. So you started, and I love what you said, and it's so true. And anybody who has been on YouTube for as long as you, as long as Critical Bench, your early stuff, you look back on and it makes you just shake your head and you're like, oh, pathetic. Just look, what a pathetic. I didn't even know how to speak. You know, I, I, that's not even me talking. It's just like a version of me. You know, it's like, I, I, I remember Mike, the, the founder of Critical Bench. We're, we go back a long way. We're, we're best friends growing up. He, when, the first few videos I was making, he would look at the video and he'd be like, yeah, I mean, it, it's okay, but that's not you. You know, it's just like, yeah, man. I, I don't even, you know, it's just, you're trying to be somebody that you're not in the beginning and the contents it's okay even you know what you're saying might be good but you know it's just the, the, the delivery's not there but then you look and then you fast forward to like what you're capable of producing now which has all the you know it really keeps people engaged it keeps people you know like interested and people are like wow yeah i i how do you how do you how do you do that how do you get to that point it's like the only way you get to that point is by putting the work in and getting that experience because you have to make a good several hundred bad videos to make that first great one. And so what was that like for you? Like, I, you know, and obviously you got some of these great old how to videos and stuff, you know, back in the day that, that blew up, you own the how to and fitness on YouTube, you know, how to do a simple exercise, you're going to find a Scott Herman video, you know, and they're, they're basic videos and they're good, but they're, you know, they're, they're just like a resource for people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what was it that made you start to say, you know what, I want to, I want to make stuff that really like is more engaging or uh, get people's minds really going or I feel real strongly about this, so I'm just going to go off on this topic. When when did you start doing that and having more fun with that that kind of thing? Well, you know, it gets to a point to where you, you can only create so many educational videos, right. and you start to realize, you know, what like what do you want to watch on YouTube? You know, right. as for someone like me, I already know 
pretty much, you know, what I'm doing in the gym, how to exercise properly, what proper form is like, I don't, so me personally, I don't need those videos. So what kind of workouts or videos would I want to see if I was going on YouTube? How do I attract an audience that's already lifting in the gym and they kind of want some like infotainment, you know? And it kind of just got to that point to where, you know, I wanted to start to reach out to a different demographic of people that already know what they're doing in a gym. Cause I mean, there's always tips and tricks that you can learn and teach, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to get those people first interested in you and what you have to say before you can offer those tips, obviously. So I was like, okay, well, if I want to grow my channel even more then I need to start, you know, tackling topics that are a little outside of my wheelhouse that are a bit more, um, like, uh, for example, I did some videos talking about like di what different celebrities are doing for their workouts, what my opinions on that are, what their trainers are like, or, you know, start talking about, you know, PEDs and, you know, what to look out for, what the risks are, you know, and start to get people information that they're, they're searching for on online all the time, which is they always want to improve themselves. They always want to make more gains, but it's like, you know, you search for this stuff on YouTube, who do you trust? Right. right. So I wanted to take the trust that I had built with my how-to videos and my teaching videos and bring that into other categories as well. And, you know, always try to be, I mean, obviously I have an opinion, but you got to be a little unbiased. Like you have to present all the information and then be like, okay, well, this is my, my opinion on it after giving you all this great information and then right. go from there. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. This episode is brought to you by 24HourTFix.com. The 24-Hour Testosterone Fix is a simple blueprint to help men reset their metabolism, slow down the aging process, and pack on lean muscle and have more sex without drugs. Visit 24HourTFix.com to boost tea naturally and have more energy. That's 24HourTFix.com. Yeah, you know, and that's what you can can become known for. You know, where you can become authority an authority on a certain topic too. Once you start, if you you know, people you go, oh, they they really like this video, you know, and then you make another one similar in that same genre, and then they, that does well too. And you're like, yeah, I guess I gotta kind of go in this direction. You know, were you feeling that sometimes, where you're like, I, I should probably just keep making more of this stuff because this is doing real well. Well, yeah. And it's tough too at the same time, because sometimes people just don't want to hear the truth. Like I've made a couple of videos now on TRT basically being yes. the new steroids and people like, you know, I called out a few people um, that, have been that have been doing TRT and they're like, well, they claim they're doing it because they just want to be in their normal range of testosterone. And it's like <laughs> that, that no, it doesn't make sense because they're, they're not going to the doctor and getting prescribed testosterone to stay like average, which is like 400 to 600, right? They're going to these clinics and they're taking TRT and they're keeping their, their, their testosterone at the upper end and it stays there all the time. You know, you obviously know your testosterone levels, you know, they, they go up and down throughout the day. Right. These guys are on TRT to the point to where they're keeping it like 800, 900 all day, every day. And it's like, no, that's not natural. And they talk about how it's safe and legal. And so now it's this big joke where other YouTubers are, are calling it out too, where it's the new chicken, rice, and broccoli, you know? It's like, <laughs> and, and then people are calling me a hater. They're like, oh, you're just jealous because, you know, you don't look as good as that person. I'm like, first of all, I look better. 
Um, but second of all, it has nothing to do with jealousy. It has everything to do with young guys watching videos of people who they like. And these are like a lot of these guys, they do vlogging too. So it's like you see their lifestyle. They always have their girlfriends in every single video, you know, yeah, trying to make yeah. you want their life. And they make everything look so epic and cool. And then they drop the, yeah, I'm on TRT. Makes my quality of life so much better. It's safe and legal. It's like, okay. You want to you wanna run the risk of being sterile and not having kids when you're 23, then, you know, have fun. And they get pissed, you know, not everybody, obviously, but it's funny when you read the comments, you can tell how old they are just based on what they're saying. Yes. So, like, the older demographic is totally in line with my thought process. And then the younger kids are like, you're just a hater or it's still whatever. It's at least he's being honest about his TRT. It's like he's only telling you because he feels he has to because you're going to see him make gains and he's going to have to explain them. And it's like, dude, just say you want to do a cycle of steroids and that's why you're doing a TRT clinic and not going to your local doctor. But like sometimes these topics, I get so passionate about it that like the, the neck veins really pop out and I get super angry. It's just the, <laughs> the, the Boston comes out and I have to be careful because when I get like that, maybe I don't get all of my points across in that video. So yeah. it can come across as me just being a raging <laughs> um, which you know, sometimes I am, <laughs> but it's coming from a good place. And it's just coming from a place of, you know, YouTube has changed so much. It's become such a toxic and vile place, especially with fitness, because now that it's being so saturated, you know, everybody obviously wants followers. Everybody's trying to do the next crazy thing to gain more intention. Um, you know, the coolest thing to do now is to take PEDs, HRT or whatever, and then just claim you're being honest. And then everyone thinks you're like a God because you're being honest about your, your, you know, you're taking steroids or something, which doesn't make sense to me. It's like, I'll, you know, Hey, I wanted to work a little harder. So I'm just going to do Coke every day. But now that I'm honest about it, I'm your hero, right? You're right. That makes it, that. that makes it okay. Cause I yeah, owned up to okay. it. Yeah. yeah. I owned up to it. You know, I just, you know, every, you know, every hour or so and I'm able to get a lot of work done, but I, I was honest. So now it's okay to do that. So uh, it, it, you have to find that you really have to figure out how to talk to your audience, especially when your audience is many different age ranges. Mm. So like, for example, with my daughter, my daughter's 20 years old, even with her, you know, we'll have conversations sometimes about different things. And I, I, I have a very, a very formed opinions on very specific things where she also has an opinion, but she has zero life experience in, and we butt heads and she, you know, she'd be like, why don't you care about my opinion? I'm like, cause your opinion is based on nothing other than your opinion. Like you don't know, you haven't experienced life to have an opinion, but you still want me to hear it. You know, and, and that's kind of like how a lot of this young generation is, which we, we're all like that when we're kids. We think we sure. know everything. So you got to figure out like, how can I come across knowledgeable, passionate, but not as like a hating or, or a jerk, you know? And so on topics like this, where it, it looks like a lot of young people are being misled, you know, on the TRT thing, um, I'm trying to go about it a few different ways. Like I recently made a video, my, my editor's actually been editing it today um, with another YouTube channel. Uh, this guy, his name is Derek. It's called uh, More Plates, More Dates. Probably one of the most knowledgeable people I've ever talked to my entire life on like PEDs and steroids and what you take, what you don't take. He's, you know, he competed and he's huge. 
And the tone of that video was very different. We just casually talked about it. And then I was basically, you know, positioning my questions to him to get more information about like what happens, you know, as soon as you jump on TRT, what happens if you want to have kids, you know, what are your testosterone levels really low if they're at this point? What about free testosterone? So we kind of get into like the nitty gritty of that. And then hopefully, you know, the younger audience that's listening to it will, you know, make better informed decisions. And another thing we talked about too, I'm like, you know, is it really worth putting something in your body in your teens and early 20s where you know that most guys, like probably 80, 90% of guys, they might still lift when they're in their late 20s, early 30s, but the majority of them are going to be fly by, you know, I'll go to the gym when I can because I have a job and a family. Do you know what I mean? So is it worth getting all these possible um, health issues just to have like a little bit more ripped abs at the beach when you could easily do that by working harder in the gym. That was really long winded, but you got, you got to get what I'm saying. I totally get what you're saying. You you know, people want the magic pill effect in so many areas of their life, you know, the least amount of work with the maximum amount of result. And And so I think that's, that, that's what's made this become such like a hot trendy thing is like, like you said, it's laughable that people in their 20s are, are like using TRT. I, it doesn't even, you don't even max out with testosterone naturally until you're like in your early 30s in terms of like where, where you're probably going to peak. Yeah. And just, you know, for the listeners that are, that are listening to this, you can need TRT at any age. Like, sure. There are, like, there are people who need it in their teens, but it's because they literally can't function. Correct. Right? not because they wake up tired sometimes because they party and drink too much and eat like right Right. you know so there are you could you can you let's be very clear you can need trt at any age but when you already have normal levels correct and then you claim you want to be on the higher end of normal right you're full and you just want to do steroids like (laughs) just like it's like and the funny thing is these people are being praised for being honest and they're not even being really honest at all like they're they're still doing a scapegoat kind of like bull excuse as to why they're doing it, but you know. So uh, and, and, and you know me too. I'm gonna be 36 this year, and I try to tell I try to like jump on these topics because I'm like you guys. I'm 36 years old. I don't have any health complications. I still look great. I'm still ripped. I still train probably harder than most of you guys do, but it's because I built these habits, and that's the message I want to get. You know to my younger audience, like you guys need to build these habits. You need to know what it feels like, like what it really feels like to have an intense workout. And I actually do online coaching. Um, I have, I have actually clients all over the world, um, which sucks sometimes because when like it's morning for me and night for them or vice versa, I'm like, all right, it's 11 o'clock at night. Let's go over your workout. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it, you know, and I like to help people who reach out to me. So but I tell you what, one of, the, one of the things I notice the most when I train my clients is they do not really know what intensity is until I show them and I put them on a workout. Um, so a lot of times what we'll do is because I have my gym in my house, I can go over like proper form on every exercise and on video chat, right? And then I'll have them record a set for me at the gym and then they bring it in and like, let's say they're doing a bicep curl. And I'm like, dude, you could probably curl that weight, you know, 30 times and I'm having you do it 10 times. So you need to boost that weight up. Like, Oh, my arms are sore. Like, well, they're supposed to be sore. 
Let's boost the weight. Let's get some, you know, let's see some like strain in your face when you're, when you're lifting, you know, and, and these are the people that wonder why they don't see any, any results, but it's just because they haven't been coached to know that like certain pain is okay to push through, you know, like that burning sensation. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. To help our show reach more listeners just like you, please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. No, it's, it's absolutely true. But it's, it's great to hear that you are still taking it upon yourself because of your, your interest in others and passion that you talked about in the beginning that you had as a younger person. And these people coming into the gym and you wanted to see them get, make the gains. You wanted to see them, you know, get those results they, they so, so badly wanted. And here you are all these years later being able to do it in a much bigger type yeah, of experience. I mean, you're reaching people all over the world. And you're still committed to it. You know, you're, here you are still up late at night, you know, still checking in with people. People are able to, to contact you direct uh, yeah. to be able to get results. That's pretty great. And, you know, and like I have clients that are on TRT, you know what I mean? And I, sure. I, I, do, I deal with these things. And you know, a lot of people think because I push being natural so much that like I don't have any friends, you know, that are on PEDs and train. And like <laughs> I grew up in a gym. Like I've, I've known about this stuff since I was a kid. It's just, it's a personal choice. It doesn't, whether you're on them or not, it doesn't take away from how hard you train clearly, you know, and that's never been my case. My case right. has just been you know, lying and sensationalizing something or, you know, on YouTube up until being honest was cool. A lot of these guys would lie and say they're natural to sell their programs. Like Simone Panda, be like, Oh, I'm natural. I'm like, dude, you're bigger than Arnold. Okay. And then you're selling this like one page PDF for a hundred dollars that has a generic meal plan and workout on it. Like, come on. <laughs> but, but you know, what's funny, what's what funny and scary is that we as experts in this world, can see right through that stuff. But a lot of the people, a lot of the kids, the younger audience that you're trying to reach to, they can't. They see this huge muscle head, they see this guy, and they feel like that this is attainable. This is yeah. what he, this, he said, follow this, and, and I could maybe one day be like him, you know? And it's like, well, not really. You know, I'm sorry to let you down, but no, it's, it's not attainable. It, you don't just work hard for two or three years and you're, you know, 245 pounds, 6% body fat. And, you know, you could like, you know, hold a bowling ball between your pecs. You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> it, that doesn't just happen because, you know, you showed up three or four days a week and trained hard, you know, like there's other things at, at play here. Mm -hmm. you know, the the $30,000 a year that they invested in themselves, you know, in their drug use, you know, like, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe they're, they just, they're good at taking drugs, you know, and they're good. And that's, again, we could go down this, we could talk about this for a whole day. I, I've met, you have met a lot of people in our industry that are out there with their use and not out there with their use. Some are comfortable with being forthright and some are not. And that's fine. And, and that's fine. That's a personal choice. And yeah, my main thing has always just been be informed and be safe. Yes. That's it. You know what I mean? And 
what you, I mean, it's bodybuilding is a sport. And if you want to take the sport to the extreme level, yeah. unfortunately, those are things that you're going to have to do. That's period. Right. You know, right. just like, just like athletes, like you, you yes. really think these athletes pass their drug tests. Like uh, most professional athletes are on something. That's how they compete at that level. And they yes. stay at that level. That's right. Period. Like Lance Armstrong gets, you know, gets um, caught blood doping and you think he's the only one? He's just the only one that got caught or they decided to make an example out of him. Maybe he was supposed to pay like a hundred grand a year for the community to keep their mouth shut. We don't know how corrupt these things are. Exactly right. But wasn't it just a few years after when they took all his titles away that then the, 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 the guy's last name started with a C. I could see it in my head. Anyway, he won you know, the Tour de France. And then they robbed, they stripped him of it and tried to give it to the second place guy because he tested pot. And then I think even the second second place guy tested pot. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, how far down the line do we go here till we actually find some somebody who actually did it, you know, the right way? Yeah. When you're competing well, and they, the, a lot of these, a lot of these tests, they make them so you can pass them. Cause you correct. know what you're getting into. And right. like, like, like the guy, um, you guys really should check out my friend, um, Derek's channel, more plates, more dates. Cause he does videos on this stuff. He talks about like how, how they pass the test, um, for a natural bodybuilding show. Cause you see these guys on stage and you're like, there's no way, there's absolutely no way these guys are natural, but it's like, a lot of these tests can't tell the difference between like regular testosterone and synthetic testosterone. And he, he like, this guy is so intelligent that I had to, I told him I had to watch your video like three times to absorb all the information. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy what happens, but I mean, you know, we could talk about that all day. We talk oh about some my more gosh. fun stuff. <laughs> and we could, we you know we could, we could, but it's, it really, you know, it's a topic of conversation that we've had here in previous podcasts and in YouTube videos and stuff. And I've, I've decided to go the natural route, just like Scott, where I, you know, I've never, I've never done anything. I don't have, I don't claim either to have the physique that Scott has. Uh, I don't maintain, I got more of the dad bod version of yeah, Scott. You dad know what bod, I mean? baby. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like 215, you know, just take, take Scott's physique and add like an extra 20, 25 pounds of like, not, you know, the fat that, that he doesn't want. And, and then, and then, then you're starting to t- sniff the, the, the Chris Wilson approach. You know, it's a, it's a really, it just comes down to like a mind game, right? Like yeah. I find that when you've been training as long as we have, you have to play mind games to stay motivated. And for me, the mind game I would always play is I, like, I clearly love Dragon Ball Z, right? <laughs> and, you know, obviously it's a cartoon and they can transform and do all this crazy <laughs> But what I always really liked about the show is when they would like power up you know, it's almost like they get an ultra pump, right? Where their muscles like instantly get bigger. And so ever since I was a kid, I kind of always imagined that like when I worked out, like I always tell people like I'm a grower, not a shower. You know, I'm only, I look big in the gym when I'm outside the gym. I look kind of big, but not as big as when I'm pumped. (laughs) But like, that's my motivation, you know, and my, you know, my favorite character is Broly and he has delts the size of my head, which I know I'll never get to that point, but I still, that's what I envision. Like I envision, you know, wishing I could look like that when I train and I might not, I'll never achieve that. Obviously that massive physique with those massive gains. I'm, but still like, it doesn't discourage me from being motivated right. by, you know, one of my favorite characters and one of my favorite shows. Right. It's cause it's like, it, it's a, it's a mentality thing. It's a, it's like I said, it's a mental game. You need to play it yourself. 
Well, anybody that, that, that does something at a high level, like you, the, the level that you train, the level that you're able to keep your physique at all these years, right? Uh, you have to have stuff like that to keep you up there, to keep you, you know, reaching for that, like almost unattainable thing. I mean, even like My Michael Jordan, he would like, invent stuff in his own head that didn't exist just to be able to have like this, this, you know, just a uh, killer instinct, you know, this, this, this drive, this, uh, he, he would convince himself of something that was, was said that wasn't even said just so that he had a, such a hatred for the, the, the opponent that he could just like crush them, you know? And it's yeah. like, it's kind of like, that's what people do when they, they want to excel at something or exceed expectations or whatever is they have to like invent things in their head to be able to keep themselves functioning at this, at this level. Otherwise you're just going to have these dips. Yeah. You're going to get bored. Yeah. You're going to get bored real fast. Thank you so much for listening to the strong by design podcast. This episode is brought to you by 24hourtfix.com. The 24 hour testosterone fix is a simple blueprint to help men reset their metabolism slow down the aging process, and pack on lean muscle and have more sex without drugs. Visit 24hourtfix.com to boost tea naturally and have more energy. That's 24hourtfix.com. And I'm sure you, this is the last thing you feel like talking about, but it, it, it's worth mentioning. Uh, you, you obviously have other people that do what we do on YouTube at a very high level, very well known. And then sometimes they take a, a little bit of a, they, they do things that want you, they want you to believe a certain thing about what they're, what they're doing, what they're showing, uh, what they're teaching. And people can kind of see through that as well. Uh, you've done a couple of episodes, a couple of videos uh, in the last few months talking about like fake weight use and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Jeff's uh, fake weights. Yeah. Jeff's fake weights. I, the only reason I bring it up is just because I had actually watched your video, I, uh, even a few of them, I think. And I actually like did my own post about it. And it was really just saying like, you know, when you, when you work hard at something and you want your audience to, um, I guess, see you in a certain light or have a certain perception of you. It's like, you don't, I, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of like you're going to have those moments in your training or in, in a, in a shoot or, in, you know, in a video where you might just not be able to wow somebody with what you're doing or the weight you're using. So you kind of take the cheater route to, you know, to, to, I don't know if to show off or to be able to, you know, I think most people are pretty naive. Most people are pretty naive. You know, if you or me went into the gym and had fake weights on a bar and did a deadlift with 700 pounds, a lot of people would think that we really did that. Oh you yeah, know? for sure. Well, you, you the know, problem... based on the way we talked about it and, 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 and showed it. Well, the problem with every, that everybody had with Jeff was that, you know, the guy's obviously incredibly smart um, with sports, right. you know, sports science, but he clearly doesn't know how to train people for bodybuilding or strength training. Right. And a lot of advice that he gives on some of those things are very suspect, but in forms of like injury prevention or correction or, 
you know, different exercises you can do if you have a shoulder issue, knee issue. He's, you know, very good on those things. And the guy's incredibly smart. I would never say that Jeff is not incredibly smart. It's one of the smartest guys on YouTube. Right. But he also likes to do these things where he has like his iron graveyard videos and he just kind of like picks an exercise and then says everything he can possibly say that's wrong with it. Like, for example, a leg extension. And this is where I get irritated because I'll put out a workout video or I'll do a how-to video because I've, I've been redoing a lot of my older how-to videos. I do like three golden rules and I talk about exactly what you need to do, you know, the top three things for each, how, for each exercise. So like I do a leg extension video and I talk about how to set up the machine correctly, where to put your feet, where the pad should be and how the seat should be, how the back pad should be. And then you get these comments, well, Jeff said this exercise is bad for your knees. I'm like, well, then Jeff's doing it wrong because you can't, you got to go in a gym. That leg extension machine is being used all the time by everybody because it's one of the really effective machines in the gym to target your quads. Now, maybe if you're sitting down and you're trying to do the entire stack and you're, you know, using momentum of your body to throw your legs in the air. Okay. Yeah. Maybe then you're going to have an issue with your knees. Okay. But if you're doing it correctly with good weight, proper form, you're not going to have any knee pain. It's very rare that you might have knee pain. And so, you know, I, up to that point was getting irritated with the videos like that. But then when all the fake weight stuff came out, the fact that he didn't address it, I think is what made everybody pissed because we all make mistakes. I've been called out on mistakes that I have made and I just make a, a rebuttal video and I, Oh, Hey, I messed up. Sorry. Like, I was, um, I was talking about how much muscle you can gain naturally in the first four years of lifting, and I completely fudged my numbers for how much muscle you can gain in your second year. Well, not necessarily muscle. It's more like how much weight you can gain if you're training and eating correctly because in the first four years is when you kind of tap all that out as long as you're exercising correctly. But I, I messed up my numbers, and a few people were talking smack about me uh, messing that up, but like, and they went after me hard too. Like it was almost like force. Like they just really wanted to like slice me down for some reason. And I had no idea what they were talking about. And then I went back and watched my video and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I totally messed that up. And so I made a rebuttal video and then I actually referred to a video I did like five years ago where I referenced the same numbers and the same, well, the correct version of the numbers and the same study and I'm like, these are the numbers I really meant. Here's a video I did five years ago where this is where I said what I said. So, like, it's not like I'm trying to lie to you guys and say that I'm just making this up now. I'm like, I literally talked about this five years ago. And then, like, the, the same people made videos. Like, he's just talking out of I'm like, dude, I literally showed you the other video where I talk about the same stuff. Anyways, you know, I mean, people get over it. Nobody cares. But in Jeff's case, like, he's selling programs – while claiming he can, you know, deadlift what was like 495 pounds. And what, when I actually, the first video I made, I actually gave him a pass and I was like, Hey, you know, like maybe, you know, he's shooting videos all day and he just used fake weights to just, you know, get through the shoots. Cause it's tiring. I've done yes. many video shoots, you know, with men's health. And then obviously my own, I mean, I don't have any fake weights actually for my gym to do these videos with. I kind of yeah. just threw it, but I've been on fitness shoots where, you know, you got to take photos and you got to do like all these different exercise variations. You get tired. So they give you either a fake weight or something to use. Um, but then a lot of people, you know, went back to his video, but he's actually stating like, Hey, I'm actually lifting these numbers. And so instead of him coming out and just saying, Hey, yeah, the weights were fake. And it was very obvious. Like people found the exact weight he was using for sale on eBay 
Um, like he has a gym full of weights that all look the same, but he would randomly have these like two or three 45s that were different. Why not just use all the same ones if you have them all in your gym? And he, he, so he did a video like on like how to deadlift and one other exercise. And then he like did 425 barely for like three reps or something. And then he like threw the weight in the floor. Like he did, he did some like big achievement and then asking everybody really lost it. They're like, okay, so instead of admitting you use fake weights, you're going to barely deadlift with terrible form 425 and act like, you know, you're super strong. And then it all went downhill from there. But it's like, you, Jeff has a huge channel. You got to be able to be held accountable. And if, for him to think that he can just ignore that and then it'll just go away, is kind of just like an F you to all of his fans. You know, like, I feel like he would have gained more respect if he was just like, yeah. I use fake weights in that video because I'm sure maybe at one time he could deadlift 495. And like you said, so it's like, you know, like at one time I was deadlifting 530 pounds, you know, and that was, you know, really impressive. Maybe if I make a deadlift video today, I only go as high as like 405 because I don't train heavy all the time. And if right. you don't train heavy all the time, your numbers go down. So maybe he just at one point could deadlift 500 and he just wanted it to look like that, he might not be able to deadlift it now, but he could at one point. So he just was a mental thing. I don't know. And he could have just said that. I and mean, been like, you know what? Back in the day, I did deadlift 500. So that's why I put it on the bar because I felt like I wasn't really being dishonest and I wanted to just show an impressive number. Like, okay, yeah, so it doesn't make sense that you did it, but okay, at least you gave us a reason, you know? But to ignore it completely, I just think it's dishonest. Yeah. Well, that, that, that was my exact take on it as well. It's just, it, it's kind of just an unnecessary step in the wrong direction for him. It, it, it kind of made no sense. It's like you have so much credibility uh, as, as a smart, like you said, as a smart, you know, uh, you know, like strength coach, you know, that's, that's his background, you know, right? Yeah. It, but it's it, not even like he, he did like Brad Castleberry fake weights, you right. know, the, the fake weights he used were, within the realm of what he probably could do at one time at one time. Right. And he could just have, he could have just said that. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's too bad. And you know, I'm not like, he, again, he has a huge audience and stuff and he's done a lot of good in our industry to help people, right. Uh, inspire people, motivate people, keep people on the right track with, with their health and fitness and, and, and doing things with good form and stuff. But yeah, sometimes there, there's just going to be, you're going to butt heads with people, uh, you know, and that's, it comes with anything in life. You know, when, when, when you know a topic really well inside and out and someone else does, you might just have two different takes on something like you and I are in agreement. Like you can't, can't say a leg extension machine is, is a bad machine for everybody. I mean, they it, use it. It can be physical. used improperly. Yeah. I mean, they basically use it in physical therapy. They just, right. they reduce the range of motion. That's it. If, you, if you reduce the range of motion on a leg extension machine, you can really isolate your quads. You don't have to go all the way up. Correct. You know, and it's, but like different, like people think when, when, when you're an, an intelligent person and somebody disagrees with you, like for me, like me, for example, I'm very stubborn, but I'm still willing to listen and I might fight you tooth and nail. You can ask my wife when I disagree with her, I'll fight her tooth and nail. And when I finally realize she's all right, I just kind of admit defeat and move on. 
But she, and then she's still angry for like the rest of the day. And oh, of course, yeah. We get over things yeah. real fast, don't we? <laughs> They'll sit on it for a good 12 hours. I'm like, are you, are you still mad? I said you were right. I was like, yeah, man, I had to fight you to the nail. Like, oh, man, can't we just eat dinner and like <laughs> each other again? <laughs> yeah. Can we make eye contact? <laughs> that's uh, awesome. That's life, man. That, that's married life, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay to disagree and it's okay to have like these spats. Like, I really don't like I don't care like I don't hold grudges I just I get pissed I get I say what I gotta say yes and then I move on you know and then it's a new day and it's an it's a new new topic of conversation it's so much healthier for you too. let it out get over it time to stop being polite and stop getting real right that's That's the motto Our team would like to thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. And if you're enjoying today's show, please share this episode with at least one friend or family member who will benefit from this message. And please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. There, there was one other thing I wanted to reference just because um, I thought it was worth worth doing. There's so many influencers out there that have huge followings, not just on YouTube, but in other areas, it, it, whether it's Instagram or Snapchat or Twit, Twitter or wherever they are, right, blowing up. And then sometimes they end up making content uh, that's not necessarily in their wheelhouse. They, and, but they want to be they want to be perceived as experts. On, a, on something in particular, this, this uh, Jose Zuniga guy that, that, that oh, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was great because again, this goes so against like the, the people that are following well, you, like, the people was, that are following us. Yeah, you know, well, it was they, him, him and Alpha Male. And there's, there's like, there's a whole crew. It's like him, Alpha Male and some other kid, Alex Costa. They make, they make fitness content, which is very suspect sometimes. And it's like, but they're doing it to sell a product. Correct. You know, like um, Jose Zenenga and his like power moves video, which was absolutely friggin' ridiculous. And then he had, yeah, what what was the other one I did on him? It was like a workout he did. It was just complete garbage. Yes. He was like dying after about one one minute of mountain climbers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you can totally tell he's acting and it's like, he's like, Oh my God, this workout's so intense. He's like, so you can get a great workout anytime. And it's like, dude, come on. You can't do a minute of mountain climbers and you work out? Like, come on. <laughs> but, you know, another one that was even worse than him was Alpha Male. And, and Alpha Male does, like, his fashion tips videos, which is fine. But he, he did a video on glute training. And, he, and he, all he does is talk about squatting and flexing your glutes. And it's like glute bridges and hip thrusts are going to build your glutes way better than squats ever will. Ever will. And when I did my research on him, I, I'm like, look, I typed in alpha M glute videos and I found like three, you know, that he's done over the past few years. And it's the same information regurgitated each time. And that was the point of my video. I'm like, this guy really does not give about your glutes. He wants to sell you his belts and his other products that he has, you know, affiliations with, which is fine, but give good advice on how to train your glutes first. Every video was the same. Squats and lunges, which we know is going to target more quads, yes. right? Quad dominant exercise. Quad dominant. 
if you want to build glutes, do these two quad dominant exercises every single day. <laughs> oh, it makes a lot of sense. You know, just like um, when uh, what's her face from Captain Marvel? What the heck is her name? The blonde. Who plays oh, Captain Marvel? The, the, the actress that plays yeah, the Captain actress. Marvel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you mean. She makes Nissan commercials too. Yeah, she, I actually like those commercials. They're kind of cool. What the heck is her name? I forgot I'm gonna her name. I'm going to tell you in two seconds here. Her name is Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson. So she was getting called out for having a butt double oh, geez. Um, in, her, in her movies. And it turned out to be true because she just didn't have, you know, I guess a juicy booty in her a super. She didn't have a superhero booty. She didn't have a superhero <laughs> booty. I mean, it's pro honestly like she's very thin. It's probably just yeah. the texture of the suit that just yeah. you know, made her butt look small or whatever. So she started putting out these videos on Instagram of her like glute bridging like 405 and like her trainer was standing over her, like pulling it up. Oh and it was just gosh. really dumb. And then there was like a video of her like pushing a Jeep. Which has like big, strong glutes. And I made a video about that. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't, I have small traps. I try to make them bigger. I'm working on them. I, you know, my biceps aren't the biggest either. So I work on them. You know, if I had to have a biceps double in a movie, so be it. it just work on it. You know, don't, don't get all butthurt about it. Like, okay, you have a butt double. Well, then let's, instead of showing us a video of you glute bridging 405 while your trainer is basically doing a bent over row to pull it up, let's get you on a better program to fix your glutes. <laughs> I did a video and like I even did a video on uh, Lucifer. Um, Cause uh, what's his name? The, the actor who plays Lucifer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't, is that, is that show a side note? Is that show I love any that good? Show. It's I good. Love that show. Yeah. I you really I really enjoy that show. He is an amazing actor. Um, but he he did a video for Men's Health. Tom Ellis. Yeah, yeah, so Tom Ellis. He did a video with Men's Health showing his workout. Um, and his trainer, Paolo, was in it. And you can just tell this guy is one of those trainers that started training celebrities, became very comfortable with the level of knowledge he had at that point in time, and then – now he trains all of his celebrity clients with the same crappy advice. Like, I mean, Tom Ellis did a squat in the video and it was just like the bar was on his spine. You know, he was bent over all the way. His back was looking terrible. His knees weren't even pushing out correctly. He was doing like benching and Palo's like holding it the whole time he's benching. So I just kind of called out like all these things that to me – not even as a trainer, just somebody who just knows how to exercise. It's like, come on, man. How much money are you paying to have this, you know, average dude train you? And I'm like, I love Tom Ellis and, and Lucifer. I'm like, this guy looks already looks great. If he, he looks that great doing these stupid exercises with this <laughs> dumb trainer, he could look – I'm like, you could look amazing if you hired me for a month. Right. I was <laughs> going to say, man, all they, all, all they need to do is go to uh, – go to, uh, I'm trying to think of you. Yeah, MuscularStrength.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. MuscularStrength.com. Go to my website, MuscularStrength.com. Go to the consultation section and just fill out a form. You'll hear from me within a day or two. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I, ha I have clients that I've, that I've had for like the past like eight or nine months, you know, and what I normally do with my clients is the initial month, 
is a more expensive package because that's like, we have to build the workout. We build the meal plan. We do video check-ins. I, you know, I, I have them send me videos of exercises. I correct their form. Usually after the first month, maybe two months max, depending on what we're doing. After that, I don't want to have them as a client anymore. And if I do, it's just like a bi-weekly check-in just to make sure things are, are going. And it's at a much, it's at a reduced rate, obviously, because it's a bi-weekly video check-in. But Ever since I was 18, my goal was always to not have the same clients for a long period of time, unless it was in person and they obviously just wanted someone to be But like if I had clients where we're just going through this, the motions basically, I'm like, this is not working out for me or you. You're not seeing any gains. You clearly don't enjoy it. Like we need to take it to the next level or, you know, figure something out. But if I can't pour enough knowledge into you, within the first month of training to where you feel comfortable to do things on your own, then I'm a trainer. You know, it's not, it's like, it's almost like job security. I'm going to teach you just enough so that you still need me right. versus, Hey, I'm going to teach you everything I can month one. Then you're going to kind of take that knowledge and go off on your own. And then when you're ready, you're going to come back and I'm going to take you to level two and just keep teaching more, you know? I love it. Well, that's exactly what you're trying to empower people to yeah. be able to take control of their, of their own strength and, and health uh, uh, journey Yeah, uh, can't, r- rather than making them dependent on you <laughs> forever. Can't, yeah. You can't teach fitness to the world. Um, if you're training the same 10 clients every month, <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly right. No, it's, it's, it's about having systems. It's just like what, what we use in business here is like make systems out of everything that you do and take the complexity out of everything. Yes. Make things, make things simple, make things easy to understand that you can just plug people in and then they, they just, within 30, 60, 90 days, they're, they're on boarded and, and rocking and rolling. I agree. I, I love it. I love it, man. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. To help our show reach more listeners just like you, Please let us know how we've changed your life by leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. That's strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. We talked about this before the call. There's potential now. I mean, is this something, there's potential of maybe you uh, getting back on, on television for, for your audience or what? I mean, this is, where, what, where would you give this like in terms of possibilities, one through 10? Like I would say about an eight or a nine. Oh, wow. It's okay. All yeah. Right. So what can I people reached, do to help? Well, so I reached out about a month ago to Butum and Murray. So one of the main reasons why I even did the real world was because I wanted to do a challenge. And what ended up happening was I just added my YouTube channel, things were going great, and I saw a really good possibility to build it into a business and, and help people. I told you guys, that's why I started my channel. I missed working with people. So when I got asked to do the challenge, you know, at the time, you know, it's like, you know, eight to 12 week commitment. I didn't want to lose the momentum I had and everything that was going. And so I, I had to make a really tough decision at the time. I mean, I'm 24 years old. I'm single. I'm, who wouldn't want to go back on TV, you know? Right. So I had to make a tough choice. And I said, you know what? I'm going to push this YouTube thing as fast, as far as I can and establish myself. And I just never got around to doing a challenge. And so I reached out about a month ago and 
one of the challenge veterans, Mark Long, he was like on the original challenge. And I actually got a chance to hang out with him quite a bit after my season aired, Real World Brooklyn. But he got greenlit for an OG season of the challenge. And so it's going to be a special edition. And we've been going back and forth. I've been sending in my information, my bio, my headshots, all this stuff. So like I'm, I'm on the list and I'm pretty high up on that list, but you never know, you know, you got to see how, how pieces fall into place. Um, but if you guys want to see me go on the challenge and tear up some of your favorite castmates, it can very well happen. All you got to do is go to we want OGs on Instagram and shoot them, shoot them a DM and be like, you guys are absolutely out of your mind if you don't put on Neck Veins Herman on your show. <laughs> and you know part of me was really is really excited about it too you know talking about all this trt stuff and pushing your limits i want to get on there and show people like hey you know i'm an adult i'm 36 i have kids and i'm still out here looking ripped and kicking ass and continue with that and then bring it on to future seasons of the challenge where like i'll be up against like 20 year olds and just beat them like i just want to I just want to beat people down. I want the, the full Boston out. And I just want to, I love competing. I'm very competitive, you know, like I have very good sportsmanship. Okay, guys, like, you know, during the match, I'll be a monster. But afterwards, we're shaking hands and, you know, we're getting a drink together. But if you guys want to see me take it to the next level, go to We Want OGs on Instagram and say, you guys have got to put Scott on your next season. I love it, dude. Yes, for sure. Anyone listening, yes, please do what what Scott just asked because who wouldn't want to see him again? I feel like no one's really represented Brooklyn like the best. Like Sarah (laughs) did a really good job. Chet did a really good job. But, you know, I'm like like the secret weapon. You know, get me (laughs) on. So as a Bostonian – you know, for the most part, right? Do you consider yourself like, I mean. I'm a, Bo- I'm a Boston guy in Florida right now. Everybody, right. everybody who interacts with me in Florida talks like me. They all have like basic Boston accents now because it's just so contagious. All my, neighbor, <laughs> all my neighbors say ka and pa. Ka. And so I, yeah, the area I live in has the word garden in it. So they all say garden. Garden. I love it, dude. So how are you feeling about the, those Tampa Bay Bucks? Oh, Did, man. How, how are you feeling about Tom being down here? Are, we, are you even a Patriot fan? I mean, I watch anime. Like, <laughs> I never really got into sports. I played sports. I actually know um, – a few of the Gronks pretty well. Some of the other brothers, yeah, uh, Dan and Chris, I'm pretty good friends with them. But I mean, dude, like I, I like to play sports growing up. I always thought it was kind of boring to watch, so I would just switch over to Cartoon Network and watch Dragon Ball Z instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Though I think a lot of people have gone that route in recent, you know, in recent years, recent months, because everything you know has gotten so politicized. You can't dude. just go watch a sporting event anymore. It's got to be a, a statement. Not. You know? Not, not to get too political on this podcast, but, you no. know, I lost my best friend. He was a Marine. He, was, he, he had passed away in Iraq. Like, when I see someone kneel for the flag, I just want to punch their teeth to the back of their throat because it, it means so much more. And so many people throughout years of this country have sacrificed to get to where we are today, you know, and it's like you got to show respect. There, there's, certain, there's a time and a place to have your platform and speak. But 
I mean, like, I feel like when I see people kneel to the flag, they're basically kneeling on my dead friend's, like, casket, you know, yeah. like, zero respect. So that, I, I, that's probably another reason why. Like, even now, like, I would watch sports sometimes. Now, like, I don't even want to even deal with it until they get their respect back. Yeah. No, I, I get it, dude. And, and there's, there's – there's, obviously, there's, there's a lot of – feelings there for people listening on for probably from both sides you know and i mean at, at the I, end I, of the day you i can, hear you what no matter what side you're on good yeah. people are good people and yeah. that's how you should live your life that's right i have dude like i uh, i have one of my brothers is on the complete opposite political spectrum than i am we don't fight. We don't, we get along great. Still your brother, right? Yeah, he's still my brother. Like <laughs> we talk about stuff and you know, he'll disagree and then I'll disagree. But like by the end of the phone call, we're just talking about like video games. <laughs> you don't, we don't dive down that too much. Like right. it's actually kind of good because you know, when, no matter what side you're on, you tend to do more research to prove your own points so we actually learn a lot from each other yeah. about what's what's going on because right. it's good because you get to you you'll listen to him and you'll at least hear him and maybe absorb and maybe change your perspective a little bit or get you to see a side of it maybe you weren't looking at and same for him but then like you said it makes you dig a little deeper into why do you feel the way you feel about certain things and so you can back up and and go and go deeper in those conversations with people, and then they real they realize, oh wow, this guy's really put some thought into this. Why he feels the way he feels, you know. Well, I mean, and that's how it was supposed to be. That's right. To begin with, you yeah. know, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, and you know, it was funny actually on my season of Real World, me and Chet were the only conservatives on the show when Obama got elected and, you know, our, our roommate Ryan bought like an uncle Sam costume at the Halloween store in New York. And he was like running through the streets, you know, laughing in our face. We won, we won, we won. And we're like, well, it wasn't really a competition. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Last, last I checked, he's all of our president. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know? I, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, if your guy doesn't win, I still want the guy who did win to do to a do really good, good job. Yeah, to do a good job, exactly. Last I checked, he's the president of the country I live in. So I'm going to like have well wishes for whoever that is. Yeah. So, well, and you know, and it's like, you know, for I, at a very young age, I experienced a lot of different things because of the being on the show, like moving to New York. Like you yeah. take this kid from like a small town, you throw him in the city and you just, you meet a lot of people you hear. Like I didn't even know it was possible to be transgender. I thought it was like made up stuff. Right? right. And then lo and behold, I meet my roommate, Caitlin, who was the first transgender castmate. And like, she's telling me about all these things that I thought was make believe. And then like, <laughs> you know, we became really good friends and I got to hear more about her story and the things she went through and, you know, the hardships she had and being fired for, you know, just wanting to use the bathroom because she was transgender, like all these crazy things that I never knew about. And you start to understand why people feel a certain way about a subject that you feel differently. It's because of life experiences. And as people, you know, you need to be able to take your anger when you disagree with someone or have an opinion, you need to be able to express that opinion without the anger side and be willing to debate. And it's the circular debate of talk, listen, talk, listen, 
where you start to see things from different perspectives, which maybe it might not change your mind on how you feel about certain things, but at least you're more understanding of the opposition side and you can be a bit more lenient or compassionate for people who disagree with you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I agree. And it doesn't have to come down Unless to- Unless they're your kids. Then you, you tell them, you know, this is well, it. This is, that's just whatever this is I say law. goes. This is you under law. my house, this is what that's you believe. It. That's <laughs> right. That's right. But there seems like there's been this great divide that's grown in, in recent decades where it's like, one, if you're on one side, you're going to have a just this vitriol and this hatred for the other. And there's no compromise. There's no, you know- and it didn't well, used to be that way. There used to still be like, you know, even you, know, you disagreed, you could still shake hands and maybe you actually be at the same dinner table at the end of the day with the person, you know? Yeah, well, it's just, I mean, like I said, not to get too political, but it's like the no. people in power, they want to stay in power. So they want us to fight each other because if we're fighting each other, we're not fighting them. Right. And that's just kind of what, like, like right now, you, you know, you go on TV and, and you watch all these different things that are going on and these protests. It's like, these people could never sit down and have an actual conversation because as soon as they hear something they don't like, they just start screaming louder, yeah. you know? And it's like, no, that's not how it's supposed to work. But I don't know. I mean, you know what I do when I'm done watching all this stuff on the news, I go in the gym and I try to look like Broly, you know, <laughs> I funnel yeah. all that anger into my yes. workout. <laughs> that's it, man. Well, it's obviously working. And like, yeah. it, like you said at the start, it doesn't take much to get the, the name, the, uh, the, the neck vein pop, you know, it's just kind of like, it's just part of, uh, being Scott Herman, you know, it's just, it just comes with the territory. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> My wife will tell you I'm a very stubborn and opinionated person, and I am, but I do listen, and I, I, don't, I don't judge people based on, you know, what their beliefs and the way they do things. Um, I'm very open to listening, and I'm very open to hearing people out, obviously, unless it's, like, something completely immoral, which is very different, but, like, differences of opinions – I might disagree with you and fight you tooth and nail on it, but I will listen. And when I, at the point where I realize I'm wrong, I'm like, yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. I love it. Well, that's, that's good though. That's the humility. That's the, the growth. That's the wisdom that comes with, with getting older and stuff. You know, I mean, God, I, I'm so glad I'm at where, where I am now in my, I'm in my middle forties versus where I was in, you know, 20 years ago, you know, you just think you know so much in your twenties and oh, you're, yeah. just, you're just scraping the surface, you know, it's just, you know, so anyway, sometimes it gets to a point where like you, you know too much and it's almost like you wish you could just kind of scoop half yes. the things, you know, out and you would just yes. have a happier life. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of unnecessary stuff floating around in my brain. That's for sure. <laughs> it's like a computer. It's like the recycle bin really needs to you be need, dumped. Yeah. You need to do a disk defragmentation. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and just I, reorganize. I, all I think that'd be very helpful. So, uh, Scott, the, the listeners, uh, they, they want to, obviously see you on YouTube, which is, you know, just type in Scott Herman on YouTube. I mean, you'll, you'll find him fast. What are some of your other platforms, uh, or, you know, what your website, obviously, uh, where we can, we can send some people to, to find out more about you to, to uh, see your programs. Yeah. I mean, muscularstrength.com yep. is where I host all my programs, uh, all my one-off routines at home workouts, home programs, everything you need is there and it's actually like its own social space. So you have your own profile, you have your own wall where you can make friends and post your progress photos and your videos. I have a form section where you can ask for help or interact with other members. 
Uh, and you can download the app as well, Muscular Strength. And there's a lot of updates coming to the app over the course of the next few weeks. So I'm really excited about I'm actually creating a, 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 a randomized routine creator which I put a lot of thought into. One of my specialties um, is creating workout programs, especially programs you can do at home. For those of you who tried my bodybuilding.com program, Metabird 90 that came out last year, it was actually the number one um, body weight program on the site, especially after COVID hit. Everything has, is, very, is thought out meticulously so that you can actually complete the workouts. Because one thing that I get the most frustrated with mm-hmm. is when people put together workouts like um, teaching men's fashion, the reason why he couldn't do his own workout is because he had like four or five shoulder dominant exercises in a row. It's like, of course, your shoulders are going to give out. You need to rotate, do something that hits your shoulders, do something that hits your core. Do so, and when your core and your shoulders are tired, then you throw a leg exercise in. Like, come on. Anyways, <laughs> lots of fun stuff coming to the app, Muscular Strength. And for those of you who are looking for more in-depth help or more one-on-one help, you can um, either go to the consultation section and request a one-on-one with me, or you can join my site as a Platinum Plus member, which gives you access to my private group. And I get in there and I help you guys out within 24 to 48 hours. If you have questions about your workout program, your meal plan, or maybe you just need exercise suggestions because you can't do certain exercises. You know, I really try to put a, do a hands-on approach. That's fantastic. I love it. It's a good, it sounds like an amazing resource. And uh, again, it falls right in line with what, we're doing here at Critical Bench. Scott is just another great face for muscle and strength and, and getting results with uh, somebody that's experienced, going to lead, lead you in the right direction. And, and like we said earlier, you know, make you, uh, you know, so that you're not so dependent on someone else. You know, so he'll take you from beginner to probably an advanced level in a very uh, fast forward, ver- you know, um, uh, you know, type approach, like, he's, <laughs> and, and, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm so uh, grateful for the opportunity to get to speak with you, Scott, and to just have some fun uh, conversation, some serious conversation, uh, and, and, and bring you uh, a little bit more audience here. God knows you need it. I mean, you only have 477 million views and I know, 2. right? 2.42 uh, uh, million subscribers. So, <clears throat> we're going to do what we can to help grow your audience a little bit. So lastly, um, do you, what do you see in the, in the, in the coming years other than like if, if Google decides, uh, you know, to help with this YouTube thing, um, <laughs> uh, if they, if things stay as they are, do you see yourself just riding this wave a little longer? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll always post content on YouTube, but I'll tell you what, my number one focus especially this year and moving forward is going to be my making my website and my app better and better providing better programs. I mean, you, you can have access to every single one of my programs on my website for 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And I continue to add more content on a weekly basis to my website. And I feel like I would rather put my time in on my site and provide amazing content that you guys are going to, um, are going to really benefit from than then just be chasing the YouTube algorithm my entire life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause some yep. people, you know, they're always looking for new workouts, new programs, new advice. And those are the people that want to come to the site. Like I said, I'll always do YouTube. I'll always put out great content, 
but my my real passion of helping people i feel like comes through more with my website and app and so i'm i'm really excited about that it's awesome good man well it's great to hear it and we appreciate it and all all the um all the infotainment over the years for sure. I'll continue to watch myself and just never know what's coming next from, from Scott. So much good stuff. So definitely go check him out there. Go to uh, his website and find out more from there. Sounds like an amazing resource. It's very inexpensive, muscularstrength.com. And then uh, you have a following obviously on Instagram. What's your handle? Everything is Scott Herman Fitness. Scott Herman Fitness. Well, he owns it. And he's worked hard for it. So it's, it's awesome. Well, I hope to see you on uh, the next installment of uh, Real World in the coming months uh, or, or, or a year or whatever. You know, yeah, they, hell yeah. I don't know what the, the timeline is from when they Me either, man. <laughs> so that'll be fun, man. So, well, you're just over on the other side. You're over in, you're on the other side of Florida, no? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. right by Universal Studios. Yeah. Oh, you're, okay. So yeah, that's right. You're up that way. Yeah, we're, we're down in Tampa. You're up in the Orlando uh, area. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're down here, man. You made Florida better. I appreciate so, that. Yeah. So, so good. So good. Thank you, listeners, for taking the time to listen to this and get to know Scott a little bit better. Please go check him out. Please also, uh, it helps us when you leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. It helps us move up and helps us uh, be, become more visible uh, wherever people consume podcasts. And it's just greatly appreciated. And we, we thank you for taking the time out today. And we'll be coming back at you next Wednesday on Strong by Design, as always. You take care of yourself. Have an amazing weekend. See you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you. 